Has anybody watched Black Mirror? Am I the only one that's seen that? Uh, no, first no, episode. Sure. And I was like, what yeah, in the motherfuck? I've, I've seen most okay. of them. The White Christmas, the John Hamm episode? Yes. I saw the yeah. first episode, which also had some John Hamm, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, not bad. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. Pig, pig fucking. Yeah. Oh, that right. Was, See, I, did that. I do remember weird. that. Yeah, I do remember that. He made that. it last, that too. Was, that was, that was, that was <laughs> he good. made it sexy. Meanwhile, <laughs> ruined um, his marriage. You know, M. Knight's bringing back uh, The Crypt Keeper. Is, Is that, that right? Tales from the Crypt. I love Tales from the Crypt. And I used to love M. Knight, so... <laughs> well, you know, when's he, Tales he's, he's got his back? juice back with Split. You're saying that because he paid you once. I heard... It's social commentary. I haven't seen it. I didn't see Split. Oh, guys, ready? Quick impression of my favorite line from an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ready? So where are we? <laughs> I nailed it. Nice. It's beautiful to be um, quoted. It's not great to be misquoted. <laughs> what? Go well, on. What, what was it? Where are we? Oh, I, I put oh, the so oh. in. I put the so in. So I don't know what movie you were watching. <laughs> Literally, we saw it in the theater, <laughs> and you had your line, and I went, I went like this. <laughs> I and did. Then, and then did you notice that I totally Costanza'd my way out of the diner? I was the first you one out. You fell with your pants around your ankles? <laughs> no, I was the first one out. Just like, an eclair. <laughs> right women and children filled the diner, and somebody was like, you know, something. Wait, let me hear it again. Happened. Let me hear it again. Where are we? This has been Acting Corner with Ian O'Shea. Ian's Acting Corner! This is Steve with the Punch-Up Podcast. With me tonight are Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ian. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. Hello, Kevin. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Jesse, thanks for being here. And in our guest chair tonight is Sean Curran. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks for being here, Sean. Oh, thank you for the huzzah, Ian. Wow. Very nice. Take it away, buddy. This is a story that starts from my second grade year of education. In my second grade, I had transferred to a new school. My mother taught at a private academy in Chestnut Hill, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's called Norwood Fontbon. What's it called? Norwood. It, it was Font- called Norwood Fontbon? Norwood Fontbon Academy. Was that just in case Norwood wasn't pretentious <laughs> enough? It was first grade. Yeah. Mom taught there. I did kindergarten and first grade. At Norwood Fontbon. Then she got a job in a different place. What did she teach when she was there? My mother has been a religious education teacher forever. So, but what, I'm sorry, what grade did she teach you? No, she was not my teacher. She was a, uh, she was a sixth grade teacher. Okay. At that okay. point, and then subsequently she became what is called the director of religious education, which is kind of like the vice principal of the religious curriculum. Yep. Like she was in charge of CCD. <sighs> CCD oh. is catechetical. I know what it is. Do you? I do. Do it. Of course you do. Convocation of Christian Doctrine. Bam! Just like that. That's yes, all there is to it. exactly uh, right. Yeah. This is Catholicism. Then. Wow. Roman Catholic. Yes, yeah. we, were, we were Roman so, Catholic. So Steve has a raging heart on right now. <laughs> I'm in. I'm one of seven children, and having listened to this podcast, I know that you know I'm on the lower end of the large family. Yeah, kind of a small family. But it was it was it was still a pretty big family, and I was the fourth. I was the middle child, the comedian, the peacemaker. But very religious. I guess you guys went to church every Sunday, and I mean, religion played a big role in your family. Huge. Yeah. Crucifix in every room. Uh, Bathroom. Yes. Jesus. Oh. Pictures of Jesus. Yes. Bless JFK. No JFK. Uh, parents were both Democrats, but right. there was no conflation between the two. Religion was primary and politics was secondary. I was transferred to the parish school 
that was literally a block away from where I lived. I walked to school from second through eighth grade. Saint what? Nice. Epiphany of Our Lord. Oh. So I'm a student in a, in a new environment. Second grade. Second grade. And I don't know anyone. Except your mom. You know your mom. She went to work in a different parish. She had oh, nothing to do with it. Oh, I get you. it. Oh. So second grade, seven years old, solo, you're walking to school? No, I'm walking with my older sister, Patty, who was two years older than I. So she's in fourth grade. My older sister, Becca, who's in seventh grade, and my brother, Tim, who's in eighth grade. Gotcha. We all walk together. It's like a gang, the current gang. Kind of, because... But when you, but when you get there, you go to your own classes. Yeah, right. You don't know anybody. Yep. Even before then, Tim is in eighth grade, I'm in second grade. Oh, he yeah. He doesn't want anything Absolutely. to do with me. No, yeah. And Becca's in seventh grade. Like, the two of them would sort of go out as a vanguard ahead of us. Right. They made sure you didn't get hit by a car. Not really. They that, like <laughs> they made sure mom saw us leave the house together. Right. And, right. and then it was like... School's that way. Right, yeah. yeah. We were close, but it wasn't like yeah, we yeah, were... Yeah. We weren't holding hands and skipping together to school. Sure, gotcha. So there was an adjustment period. And everyone in that school had been together since kindergarten. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one kid, Paul Hamilton, who later became a friend of mine, had left after first grade. So he wasn't in second grade. And I came into second grade. So you're the new Paul Hamilton. I was like the replacement Paul Hamilton, mm-hmm. but I was not Paul Hamilton in these kids' eyes. I mean, who could no, be? Yeah, I mean, no, you got to go in a different one. direction. Paul yes. Hamilton's yeah. a good friend of mine, and you, sir, are no, no Paul yeah. Hamilton. Meh. And <laughs> it wasn't bad. That's not bad. I mean, it didn't really sound like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again. Lloyd, Lloyd Benson. Benson? Ah! You and me, Steve. Then in October, another kid came into our class. His name was Raj Bakta. Hello! Oh, man. And he was wearing a target. H- hard to beat. Took the heat off little Sean Curran, didn't he? <laughs> Part of the reason I was so unpopular was because I didn't hit five feet tall we until I was time. in 11th grade. I was slight. Time, I was. <laughs> You're right, I don't. I was a nerd. I was well-read. Let me ask this. Go ahead. I get that as a second grader point of view, but as you sit here now, was a lot of that stuff in your head? Not the popularity. You may not have had friends, but what I'm saying is, were you not accepted or perceived to be not accepted? I was self-assured. Yeah. My parents did a really good job of raising me to be a confident boy. I knew that I was smart. I didn't have any issues with confidence. Right. It was just coming into a class of 25 kids who didn't know me. But at seven years old, that adjustment pretty quick. Like, we're not in the mean girl or boy situation yet. There must have been an uncomfortable week, but... It was about a month, a month and a half. That long? But but, but a pretty intense month, month and a half. Okay. Because... The days were so long. Because they were Christians. It, it felt, <laughs> yeah, well, right? yeah, I mean, yeah, because it was very, ju- there's and a lot do, of judgment. Yeah. That makes sense, because if you think about it, for most of us, and I would wager maybe all of us, we rode buses with kids, that, and that's how that's your first bonding. You're not even riding the bus, so you don't have that connection unless a kid no, lives dude, in the bus neighborhood. Is a nightmare. No, it's no, but, not. But I, I, know, I know what you mean. Because you, like, forge your, like, It can be. I had been on the bus and... for kindergarten and first grade, yeah. and you there is a an ice-breaking period that happens when you're on the bus. So you can talk. It's not like you're yeah, not but, in no, school. there's so much there's, drama on the bus, though. There can be, but again, not necessarily but that, in But that drama grade. builds builds a relationship that you... It's like being... Forged in fire. It's like being in an inside joke... Mm-hmm. That I was not a part of because I walked mm. to school. Yeah, right. they already had relationships that exist. Even busting aside, like I walked in, literally walked into a room where they all knew each other, and I had to 
ingratiate myself into this environment. And then there's Raj. And here comes Raj Bakta. And Raj is the only non-white kid in our class. Perhaps school. Perhaps um, county. Not in, <laughs> not in the school, but certainly in our grade. Anyway, Raj and I became friends. I was taught by my parents that when someone was the outsider, when someone seemed like they were uncomfortable, to bring them into the fold to make sure that they felt okay. Now, right. you're saying that now. You recall that as that Definitely. I know what that feels like. I'm going to... No, more to the point, I remember my mother saying to me, this kid is new in your school. Take care of him. Be a friend to him. It was uh -huh. very explicitly said to me. Mm -hmm. So Raj and I became friends. Raj's dad owned a car dealership in Northeast Philadelphia, right on Roosevelt Boulevard. It was called Raj Motors because Raj was Raj Jr. Mm -hmm. it, it was actually Raj Bakta II. They didn't call him Jr. And Raj's house was different Whose than- Whose house? Raj house. Thank you. <laughs> what is that? He, they're trying to do like a run DMC thing, but they're really failing at it. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ian. I don't even know you talk is. too much. You never showed up. You're the instigator. <laughs> the raider of the town. You're the worst when you converse. Just a big mouth clown. Sean? So Raj's house had this weird mix of his mother was Irish and his father was Indian, like Hindu Indian, converted to Catholicism. Good luck, Raj. So his house was really awesome and weird and mysterious to me because it had this very odd mix of... Posters of Jesus, but he had eight arms. A lot of color. And he was blue. <laughs> it was more like you said, Steve. It was a lot of color. It was almost like it wasn't actually velvet paintings of Jesus, but oh, it was nice. that same idea, yeah. like back black round with day glow and fluorescent paint. What is like 84? Four, Sean, about? Uh, 84, 85. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Wow, nice guess. I know his age, and I figured it out. It was the same age. Yeah. Yeah, so... You're a tiny bit younger than me. So, I remember distinctly, uh, like, the first sleep I ever had at Raj's house, there was this poster of Jesus with, like, I, I want to say Sanskrit, or, like, like, some kind of language written underneath of it. And Raj and his sister Anita, and he had another sister, I think her name was Nina... They said that if you said the Hail Mary before this poster every night three times, you were going to get into heaven. That's what they told us when we bought the poster. You think that was every night of the rest of your life? Oh, so it wasn't just one time. It was like, if you do this every night. You have to do it every, every night. night. You have to say the prayer mm. three times every night in front of this poster. Yeah, but you guys love repetition. And ritual. That speaks to everything that I have been taught as like a young Catholic. So, like, our friendship, which was forced on me, became a very fast friendship. Like, he was cool and mysterious and unlike anybody else in that, A, he was unlike anybody else, and B, he accepted me. Like, he let me in. Also, his dad owned a car dealership. So I have a memory of January or February of that same year, and his dad had to go pick up a Porsche. It was a Porsche 928. Oh, nice. It was a Porsche dealership? No, he was a used car dealership. Uh -huh. He sold used cars. And somehow he came into possession of a Porsche. So we went with Raj Sr. to pick up this Porsche in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So we, both of you went? Yeah. Because that's he, a two-seater. That's only a two-seater, isn't it? Well, There's a back seat. But okay. he took you because this was going to be a cool pickup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking into this like warehouse, and there's a black Porsche 928 sitting in the room, and Raj and I were like losing our minds. 
We're like, oh my God, we're going to get in this beautiful car. And, yeah. and like, again, it's 1984. So there's no car seats. There's no I mean, need seat to belts. Put, there's, I mean, would you even... Like there's, I don't think there's lap belts in the backseat. No. Like we were literally like rolling around in the backseat of this With Porsche. With the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I remember very well. It was probably like an hour and a half to get there. 15 minutes to get yeah. back <laughs> it took us it actually took us 35 minutes wow. to get back that's awesome because his dad you know he opened drove the up. porsche yeah, yeah he opened it up and it was like it was this really cool friendship and i should add that raj in subsequent years has made quite a name for himself he was on the apprentice with our president donald trump like <laughs> <laughs> Your, wait, your friend, Raj? He grew up to be on The Apprentice, yes. Wow. And the other thing that happened with Raj is that Raj ran for Congress as a Republican out of my parents' district. The thing that his campaign hinged on was border security. Ahead of his time. Like security at the bookstore borders. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the brick and mortar. It's such a dangerous place. <laughs> his big publicity stunt was he rode an elephant across the Mexican border into California. I'm listening. The video is him astride an African bull elephant proving how Crossing porous border. our borders are because even an Indian American, even though he's a citizen, can ride an elephant from Mexico into that California. That seems right really racist, to, and I don't know why. It also seems no, like a really good Disney movie. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that's not in the handbook. What handbook? What to stop across the border. <laughs> That's true. It's not on the sign. No. no guns, no bombs, but Indians on elephants, not listening. I lived in California. There are signs of families cross, like the triangular, yeah. like, careful. There's families, and the picture is of, like, a male figure, a female figure. Or a woman a small... with short hair. Sure. It could be two mommies. Okay. Let's do this a different time. <laughs> and then, like, a little kid being drugged their feet are off the ground like on the sign the kids airborne because they're crossing the, I don't the, go to the, the the freeway sergeant henderson i got something coming over the border i'd never seen before is this, it on the list this better be good johnson <laughs> that's the sound of pages flipping in the handbook by got the way got it uh, this better not be your damn coyote with a toddler riding across the border. No, sir, that's page 14. Promptly stop. What do you got? It appears to be an African bull elephant astride an Indian fella. No rule says he can't pass. Let him go. Well, he didn't win. He didn't win the election, right? No, he did not. He, didn't, he, he was never elected to Congress. And he did not win The, the Apprentice either. He was fired. How, can, how do you not win when you ride an elephant over the border? He really did this? He, it actually happened. It was on Fox News. Like, did it, you prove Wait, how, hold on. You said it actually happened, and then you said it was on Fox News. So which is yeah, it? Which is it? <laughs> hey, this is Sean Curran from Cracking the Spine Podcast. You can hear us every week on iTunes, Google, or wherever you find your podcast. I'm not going to tell you how to you do your job. We talk about books, literature, really just a jumping off point to an interesting conversation. Check us out at Cracking the Spine. You can find us on Twitter at Cracking Spine. If you want to email us, you can find us at crackingthespineshow at gmail.com or just search on Facebook for Cracking the Spine Podcast. You'll find us. We're there. That's Cracking the Spine with your host Sean Curran, Zane Bauer, and Josh Henderson. It's Josh Henderson from Continue. You know him. You love him. 
He's on my show, Cracking the Spine. Our archives include interviews with authors James Morrow and Dwayne Swarzynski, talks about fiction versus nonfiction, some great holiday episodes where we get a little heartfelt, get a little intense, we get a little angry. It doesn't matter if you don't like books, because we talk about everything else. We talk about you, but you got to listen first. Crackingthespine.podomatic.com. Hey, everybody. It's Ian O'Shea. You may have just heard me on the Punch-Up podcast. I'm here to tell you about another show that a lot of people that you've listened to tonight also do on the last Friday of every month at the playground on 20th and Sansom here in Philadelphia. It is The Blue Show, and it is blue as eep. It is raunchy. It is dirty. Actually, the audience suggestions are disgusting. And quite frankly, it's your fault. You come and watch, and you suggest the most disgusting things I have ever heard. It's a sick and twisted evening of pleasure all the way around. 10 o'clock, BYOB. We love to do it. It's a great, fun, adult, raunchy, disgusting debacle. Bring your friends, bring your enemies, bring your filthy, disgusting mind. It's a giant circle jerk with comedy, not boners. So the other thing about being a friend with Raj was Raj had a quad. You guys know what a quad four, is? Yep, four-wheeler. Yeah. A four-wheeler, like a four-wheeler yeah, okay. like motorbike. <laughs> I'm picturing a lawn in front of a dormitory where people are watch, yeah. reading books. I thought we were going to get a solid hack going. I was thinking of a leg muscle. It's like a snowmobile, but instead of skis. No, I, I know what that kind of quad is. I, I just was, yeah. But Raj had his own quad. It was a Yamaha. It was blue. And we rode it. At seven? In his backyard. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Good friend. At okay. seven. Right, okay. right? Steve, Steve's starting to pick up on why oh, this was such a good friendship okay. for me. Yeah. See, this is like, it's like a monkey's foot, where you befriended this kid because you're like, this poor kid doesn't have anyone. Monkey's paw? A monkey's paw, I'm sorry. It's like a monkey's paw. You befriended this poor Rabbit's kid. because he. It's like a monkey's paw. <laughs> you befriended this poor kid because he didn't have any friends, and you're like, first finger, Porsche. Second finger, quad. If you had kept it, you have billions at your disposal, but yep. I... What are the other couple things you did? Well, here it comes. Uh-oh. So his parents lived in Bluebell. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys know Bluebell. Yeah. It's in Montgomery County. It's yeah. I'm it's sorry. Blue was, right. Is he the subject of the movie Toy? With Richard Pryor? That's no, right. that's the toy. Oh, you're talking the toy? Yeah. Or are you talking toys with uh, Ron Williams? Just, I didn't say toys. Toy. I said toy. Yeah, yeah well, it's called the toy, not toy. Well, also, it came out in racist. 1982, and uh, we didn't become friends until 1984. So Did no. he invent time travel? No? Then fuck you, Ian. You just lost your science corner. <laughs> wow. Cue the music. Ian, science corner. Science is a part of our everyday lives. Wonderful surprises right before your very eyes. Science. Science could MC never happen. Science before 1992. We used to ride the quad in his backyard. No helmets, no pads. Like, Not back then, no way. They didn't no make way. them back yeah. then. There was no parental supervision. It was no. like, it was just the thing that we you did. You walked to school. Who gives a crap? You're good. Kind of, yeah. One day, I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was certainly after the Porsche. It was one of the last times that he and I really hung out together. His dad promised us that he was going to take us and the quad to this actual like track 
near our house. It was a half hour away. I don't remember exactly where it was. Dirt track, jumps, things like Moguls that. Moguls and jumps yeah, and ramps and like, or, yeah. like Excite Bike for Nintendo oh, NES. Nice. Yep. Like just ramps and dirt and we were going to go tear it up. It was going to be awesome. And his dad got home from work and he was wearing like his suit and he came home and he was driving a minivan at that point. I don't know if you guys have ever known anybody who owns a car dealership, but like it's never the same car twice. Yeah. They yeah. always drive whatever different cars with the dealer plates to not run up the miles. Rotate yeah. them. And he brought home, like, it was somewhere between a conversion van and a minivan. Like, it was big I enough. I come from car people. I, I totally get it. It was big enough that the quad would fit in the back of it, oh, and we cool. could all go to the track. His dad came home, got out of the car, and we ran out the door to meet him. Because we were like, all right, let's go. We're going to go. We're going to go ride the quad. We're going to go do it. And his dad was like, well, hold on, guys. I, I just want to go inside. I want to change my clothes and get a quick shower, and then I'll come back out, and we'll go. Okay, fine, cool, great. So his dad goes in, and like a half hour passed, but it was probably actually like 30 seconds because mm-hmm. little kid time. And we were like, you know, it would be a lot easier if when your dad came back out, the quad was already in the van. Sure. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save some time. No right? problems here. Let's just yeah. go ahead and get the quad in the van ourselves. We know how to do it. I weigh, you know, 53 pounds, and Raj is probably all of 60 pounds, and let's go ahead. So we decide to load the quad in the, in the van ourselves. So I get inside the van, and the quad in the front where, like, the grill is, there's, like, a bar, like a metal upside-down U. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess lowercase n. That'll work. Of metal that... I grab with my two hands and start pulling up with. And Raj starts pushing from the back. And then the wheels will catch the bumper and you'll just kind of... Right, exactly, yeah. It'll almost drive itself right in once you get We're just going to get this thing in the van. It's going to be totally fine. There's no seats in the van? Just... No, 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 no. There, yeah. There's there's a back row. Of, oh, he brought the van for he, the, the van was brought home because of the purpose. Right, gotcha. uh-huh. Yeah, it, like uh-huh. it was it was totally functional. Yeah, everything was in place. Yeah, especially the Aside the manual the, labor yeah. that needed to get the thing in the van. God, God, you guys are fucking this up. You had something good going, right? Jesus, this could have been the best day of my life. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lifting it, and it you know it's heavy, you but I don't do, have all the do weight. It. I don't have all the weight. Most of the weight's in the back. And Raj is pushing, and he's pushing, and his feet give out, and Uh-oh. he slips. As he slips, his hands come off the wheels. The quad drops, and my oh, my yeah. fingers get caught between the bar on the front of the quad and the metal of the van. Oh, oh, ow, ow, ow. Mm-hmm. And my left hand ring finger bears all the weight of the quad. With no ring on it, by the way. No ring on it. No, I'm in second grade. Got it. I'm not married at this point. Not married. So my left ring finger gets completely crushed. Mm. The nail rips off. Hello. Oh, oh. It flops to the side. Blood. Oh, Awfulness. It opens. It it's com- cracks open? Here. like the Because the, uh-huh. the nail came out. But it's not uh-huh. trapped. No, no, no. I'm not stuck. Yeah. But okay. it was like all the weight crushes my finger. Right. And I jump out of the van, scream, and Raj's dad comes out and first yells at us for trying to do anything, and then realizes I'm in trouble. And I don't have a whole lot of memory of being in the hospital, but I was certainly taken to the hospital, and I was in the hospital for two or three days. Wow. Oh, my God. Two or three, with a broken finger? With a demolished finger. Did they operate? Nearly severed. Yes, they did. They had to surgically fuse my middle finger to my ring finger so the two fingers there on the monkey's paw for one, a period of time you, you yep. asked and i yep. and and it's funny because i hadn't ever thought about it that way until you said it and i knew we'd get it back to it 
It's not that funny. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Listen to this laugh track. <laughs> For about six weeks, there was a cast that was on my left hand that wrapped around my middle and ring finger and went all the way down to just above my uh, elbow. Yep. That I had to keep elevated pretty uh, much all the time because if I let it drop, the blood would get into yeah, it yeah. and atrophy it. So I got to walk around in second grade with my middle finger in the air. Awesome. Which I thought was pretty cool for a while. My dad had a really good health plan for his seven children. So a lot of the surgery was covered, but the plastic surgery to actually rebuild my finger was not. Uh-oh. But my mother made sure to spend the extra money to have my finger rebuilt because it was my wedding ring finger. And she, she said uh-huh. to me... She, continues to say to me that she would not have done it had it been any other finger because she knew that someday I would have to wear a wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to when Raj Bakta was running for Congress. Now, I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Are there rods or... No, there's nothing. There's nothing because my mother spent a lot of money to make sure that I got the best surgery. There's no scar tissue. So that's your bones and your... They just rebuilt yes. what you had? They put it back together. It's impressive uh-huh. yeah. back then. Yeah. Okay. It's a good thing you were little. because that's. I think that's part heals. of it, too. I think part of it is that I was still you not quite grew. formed. Yeah. Did you guys sue the family? That's what I thought you were going to do. We did not sue. No, back in those days? It was not... We were not as litigious a society as right. we were. My parents were on good terms with their parents. My parents realized that it wasn't really their fault. No. no. I mean, to their credit. It was credit, the fault of stupid kids. To everybody's credit, that was two second graders, you know, trying to do something, and they couldn't do it, and somebody got hurt. Right, like, exactly. You know? Yeah. I think, I think you know, there was probably a case to be made. Right. But it was never even an option for, for my family. And maybe if my father didn't have medical insurance. <laughs> well, They'd been joyriding on an ATV yeah, exactly. prior to this. Like, <laughs> and rolling around in the backseat of a Porsche. When Raj ran for Congress, he was doing the like knocking on doors, glad-handing thing. And he knocked on my mom's door. And my mom knew immediately who he was. Because, Years later, when he's a oh, God, yeah, yeah, 20s? Uh, late or, 20s, early uh-huh. 30s. And he was like, oh, yeah, Mrs. Kern, of course I remember you. She was like, do you remember when you broke my son's finger? (laughs) And he was like, pretty much. Glad I have your vote. (laughs) Which he did not. (laughs) Because Uh, of that. No, because they're Democrats. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Yeah. Democratic Catholics. And then he got back on his elephant and went to the next house. Hey, this is Steve Roney. Thanks for listening to the Punch-Up Podcast. We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to check us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Punch Podcast. Like us, follow us, and subscribe. Each week, we bring in some of the funniest writers and performers from the Philly comedy scene. Someone tells a story while the others help out. Me, your host, Steve Roney, along with Kevin Reagan, Ian O'Shea, Jesse Preisendorfer, and a different guest every week. Thanks for listening and be sure to check us out every Monday.